Oh boy, we're here. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, and this one's a good one. I still didn't get the audio right. I, it's close, though. It's like a second or so off this time around, so it's going to be even better next week. My name is Elon. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, and holy shnikes, this week blew up. We were just talking in the, pre, in the, pre, the pre-show chat here. A lot happened in like three days. Like the world has changed. <laughs> it's crazy. Before we start the show, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh no, the camera stopped. Sorry, I'm using the fancy camera and I thought I was holding up my hand for it. Before we even start the show, first, we got a couple of things we need to take care of right off the bat. Starting with, I need to make a deal with you guys. Right, those of you here watching on Twitch, those of you watching on the YouTubes, and everybody listening on the podcasts and everywhere, I got. I, we're we're gonna make a deal. We're gonna make a deal. So, if by the end of November we can hit a thousand YouTube subscribers and if we can hit at least 30 subscribers on Twitch. I'll book my flights for Evo Japan so we can cover Evo Japan on location. But I don't have the dough. And the only way we can do it is if we get those subscribers up so I can start monetizing content. Uh, so that's the deal. November, I'm going to start putting sub goals on Twitch. I'm going to start putting sub goals on the YouTube. If we can start monetizing the YouTube channel, I'll have enough dough for, uh, for a flight and hotel stay over at uh, for uh, Evo Japan. So get to it. So yeah, that's the deal. I need your help to get to Evo Japan. And one of, one of the options is free. You just got to subscribe to the YouTube. So once we hit 1,000 there, we can start monetizing the YouTube stuff, which we're getting like a decent amount of views. It's growing, which is super cool to see. Um, so I can't wait to see how much more it grows. Uh, same thing with the Twitches here, you know? All right. Enough of all this shenanigans. Look, here's the situation. Tonight on the show, we're going we're gonna to recap like we always do. We have a new segment. You see this right here? Best of five review. I worked on a fully produced review. Uh, and this week we're reviewing. It was on the title card, Rumbleverse. Uh, so we have a full-on review of Rumbleverse that we're going to play on the show. And as soon as the show is over, it's going to go up on YouTube. Uh, it's going to go up on YouTube at 9.30 tonight. So if you miss it here, you can watch it on YouTube at 9.30. And if you're listening, you can watch it on YouTube at 9.30 p.m. after this podcast is done. Which, if you're listening to this, then it's Saturday or later. So it's probably already up on YouTube. Um, so go check it out, man. Uh, I put a lot of hard work into that, and it was a lot of fun. And I hope you guys like it. Uh, we're going to talk about Tekken 8, the surprise reveal off of... The PlayStation State of Play. Who would have thunk, right? Everybody got caught off guard. Nobody saw it coming. It's crazy. Uh, we're also going to talk about Street Fighter Six. We knew it was coming, but god damn. They dropped everything. We know everything about Street Fighter Six. Kind no, Not really, but still. We got so much information. Uh, and there's even more. There was a little bit of drama with the Plus R community. Uh, new PlayStation uh, Fight Nights tournament is being shifted around. And... 
we got some Guilty Gear and uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag news. So we'll be talking about that later on in the show. However, to start things off, we got to kick it over to our weekly recap. Oh, baby. Here it is, the weekly recap. Uh-oh, that shouldn't be there. Um, first, big shout out to That Mean Scene, Blue, and all the crew, uh, the producers for putting this together. Without them, this would not be here. Let's start with the North America East Grand Blue Fantasy versus Community League, taken by Wavy, Zerom and Wavy Deity, rounding out your podium, Apple for you, Merpkun, Taiga, Rowlet, and Bisu rounding out the top eight. Uh, Sus Amogus Poggers, already front runner for the bestie, uh, best name of the week. Backward Cap also up there. Defeatly showing up for top nine. Uh, but big congrats to Wavy for qualifying for the North America Regional Finals. Hell to the yeah. Next, Capcom Pro Tour Japan, number two, took place this weekend. Shuto earning himself some 50 points. This was the World Warrior event. Uh, John Takauchi, Higuchi, Fuji, uh, rounding out the podium. Fujimura, Akira, Itabashi Zangief, a, a name I have not seen in a hot minute. Um, Daigo Umehara, a name I've seen a lot in a hot minute. And Yamaguchi all rounding out the top eight. Yeah, dude, John Takeuchi still got it up there. Uh, Gachigun, Sako, Moke, and Tokido. That's a hell of a list for tied for ninth. And Mizuha, Mochi, uh, YHC Mochi, Inaba, and Urio tied for 13. Damn. L literally any of these names you, in any other day, like you could run this tournament 10 times and all of these names would just get shuffled around. This is crazy. The, that is a stacked, stacked tournament. Uh, but Shuto taking the 50 points off of the Capcom Pro Tour World Warrior event. <clears throat> Next, only the best four. Next year, we're gonna have to talk about the name they choose. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, we got Skill from France taking the tournament uh, just ahead of his compatriot Orochi Haomaru, uh, also from France, taking second, and Space, all of Space from the Netherlands, taking third. I'm assuming NLD is the Netherlands. I hope I'm not wrong. Uh, rounding out the top eight, an all Italy affair with Jetstream, Armix, Duke, Junker Boy, and Diny Crippler. Uh, let's see, any good names here? Uh, Sly Cooper 95, Sly Cooper was a good game. Uh, time's up, uh, tied for 13th along with Sly Cooper. Denolo Il Rey, which I, it's something of the king, I'm not entirely sure, my Italian's a little rusty. Uh, but congrats to Skill and everybody on the top 16 for making it a good show, it was very entertaining to watch. There we go. Only the best for Smash Brothers Ultimate, Chag from Mexico. Mexico going all the way to Italy just to win this tournament. Uh, Space once again showing up in the top eight and taking second instead of third this time around. And Quick from the Deutschlands rounding out the top three. Enfrey, Homika, Enki, Ouija, and Forza all rounding out your top eight. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the top 16 names here to see if there's any worth noting. Uh, Pip Wolf is funny. Otakuni, Mir Mirko, Shido, Cartina, Porke, and Sadler all rounding out your top 16. Uh, next, please tell me I got this right. Hey, we did. 
Uh, I'm going to have to go back for that other trade because I renamed them. Uh, Tekken 7. This was a Dojo Prime event. This was the big main event. And look at that name up top. Joker from the Great Britain. Taking it for the... Well, for the... Well, I won't say. I was going to say for the now deceased, you know who. Uh, Joker taking the big, big points. 220 points in his pocket for the Tekken World Tour. Super Akuma hanging out in second. Great showing from him. Sefe Black from the Deutschlands rounding out your top three. Lord Anakin. Lord Anakin on fourth. Arzalan Ash tying for fifth along with Rukang. And K-Wiss tying for seventh along with HK Jr. Tied for ninth. Chicken Maru, Kaizoku Lars, Tetsu, and Neon K64. And rounding out your top 16, all tied for 13. Ducky, Jod, Daniel Mado, and Devil Kazuya. So congratulations to Joka for taking the big, big, big tournament. That was huge. All right, Treta. The Treta Championships all the way in Brazil. An all-Brazilian affair for Guilty Gear, uh, Guilty Gear Strive with Rang 13, taking it over Eon in the Grand Finals. Baka rounding out your podium. Sudano, Donine, A Evil, Shaco Ahombardo, and Tenchi all rounding out your top eight. Let's see, Chronologic, uh, Davil, Darshell, uh, Shushu, Shushu Beleza, Shushu Beleza, all tied for the 13th. And Tofoli, Vinny, Yok, and UA, UI, 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 <laughs> tied for ninth. Uh, was this, where is the, there it is. Uh, let's take a look at King of Fighters over at Treta. Once again, an all-Brazilian affair. The Venom the Venom boys taking the big podium here all for top three with Moby, Dukhoff, Kleber uh, Yagami all rounding out your uh, your top three. Mono KOF, Rat3X, Fkang, Mavier, and Linge all rounding out the top eight. Berg, FGC, Kododis, Trema, and... Goku, Goku Africano. Oh, that's a hell of a name. African Goku. Uh, rounding out the top nine. And tied for 13, we got Leo, Fernando, Camisa, O Jesus, and Joey. Woo. Uh, th these names are actually really fucking funny. Uh, here we go. Let's take it over to Street Fighter Five. We got Leshy, the showdown, the showdown team, rounding out your top three. Keeping Argentina at bay. We got Leshy, HK Dash, and Neil rounding out your podium with Leshy taking the win over HK Dash. Frozen, the last bastion of Argentina, taking fourth. Choo Choo. Yeah, I remember when, when Choo Choo qualified for uh for Capcom Cup, everybody was going Choo Choo Who? Well, look at that. This man showing up for top uh top eight and tying for fifth. A very respectable showing. Alexis also tying for fifth. And then the Argentina boys, Self, Cool, and Dookie rounding out your top eight. Ronaldinho, the Capcom Pro Tour uh, online winner, tied for ninth. Radical Dream, Leo Play, and Gust joining him for ninth. Uh, tied for 13th, rounding out your top 16 is Horace Paulin, Not Pedro, Zangief, Bolado, and HNK. So big ups to Leche for taking the big win at the Treta Championships for Street Fighter V. But next, Super Smash Bros. Melee, we got... An all-Brazilian affair as well. MCS33 taking it over Alecio and Zen uh, for uh, for first place. 
Oh, this was a Smash World Tour Gold event. Sorry about that. I completely missed that. This is a Smash World Tour Gold event. So big points on the line. Look at that. Taking 400 smackaroos to the Smash World Tour bank. Uh, KIW, Emanus, Kaoisi, uh, SK Peter, and Kavik rounding out your top eight and tied for ninth. Four Queen, Vinny Hitsu, Player 7, and FF. So big ups to MCS33 for taking those gigantic points home. Next, we got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with Furps taking it over, over Got M and over Nathan for the win. Uh, Lukitu, Aleishu, Player 7, DH Hunter, and Bubbles Bruno all rounding out your top eight. Tied for ninth, we got Offline. We got Discord, the Discord was there. Viera and Giova. Uh, rounding out your top or uh, tied for ninth and the rest of the top 16 tied for 13th is Matt Gigas SK Peter and Samwa all rounding out your top 16 Tekken 7 this was a dojo 48 plus event so they had more than 48 entrants so they got some points Leo Chavez uh, taking the big 70 points home over Mago Negro and over empty <clears throat> excuse me <coughs> Man, my throat's going. Uh, the Great Ivan, KB, Luigi, Thor, and Chiago Tony all taking the big top eight. Slater, Tony GT, Tenobio, and DSS taking uh, tying for ninth. And Yorkum Y, Holy Demon, you and Louis Moraes take tying for 13th, rounding out the top 16. Treta, Treta also had a shit ton of other stuff. Guilty Gear Plus R was taken by Trema. Central Fiction was taken by Trema. Uh, Melty Blood Type Lumina was August Top. Dragon Ball Fighters was taken by Ben Days. Bane Days? I think I think that's his name. Uh, DNF Duel was taken by Nathan. Uniclear by Classfer. Mortal Kombat 11 by The Conqueror, 249. The 249th Conqueror. Uh, Pocket Bravery. I don't think I know that game. Uh, was taken by Killer Shinnok. Uh, Skullgirl Second Encore, I skipped it. Taken by... Kai Poguru and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Doubles taken by Lukitu and Player 7. So congrats to everybody for an excellent, excellent showing at Treta. Last but not least, we had a big Smash tournament this weekend at Riptide. Riptide 2022 was going down, and look at that name up top. Hungrybox once again claiming the throne for the Smash Brothers Melee singles over Plup, Jamook, S2J rounding out the top four. Ginger, Zane, Axe, and Magi rounding out your top eight. We had Polish, Moist, Smoky. Man, I don't know if that's uh, if that's an uppercase I and a lowercase L or two L's or two uppercase I's. Uh, I'm going to call him Lod, Ilod. I feel I, my name is that way too, man. I feel for him. Uh, and Scherzo tying for ninth. We got Zuppy, Zamu, Azil, and Pleba. Rounding out your top 16 tied for 13th. And lastly, Smash Brothers Ultimate Singles at Riptide was taken by Tilda over Peebnut. Peebnut? That's a hell of a name. Uh, Peebnut uh, getting runner-up. So Tilda winning the tournament. Uh, third rounding out your podium is Zamba. And Apollo Kage, Jake, Skittles, Lewis, and Kurama rounding out your top eight. Uh, tied for ninth is Naito Sharp, Sinji, Grape, and Send. And last but not least, tying for 13th, rounding out your top 16 is Quink Atata. 
Toast and Suarez. Atata also uh, runner up for bestie, best name of the week right there. Now, that's enough of looking at the past. Let's look towards this weekend because hell, we got a hell of a weekend coming up. It's Rev Major 2022, baby. Rev Major is going to be a big event for Tekken, a big event for Dragon Ball Fighters. I cannot wait to see all that goes down uh, over at Rev Major 2022. I've already seen so many pictures of everybody traveling over to, uh, is it Singapore? I believe it's Singapore. Uh, everybody traveling over to Southeast Asia uh, for uh, the big tournament. I cannot wait. And last but not least, the Grand Blue versus Community League with NA North on Sunday over at Versus Asia. So this, ladies and gentlemen, has been your weekly recap. Philippines. Phil oh, shit. Philippines. Thank you. That mean scene. Oh, man. I look ignorant. Oh, I hope nobody takes it that way. All right. Uh, that was your weekly recap. Again, big thanks to Blue and That Mean Scene for uh, MPB Tuft for putting in the work and helping me out with that. Because without them, that would not have happened. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce to you for the first time a new thing we're, go we're trying to do here at Best of Five. We're going to be reviewing games, specifically fighting games and fighting game media, right? So not, we're not just going to be tied to games. Uh, we're going to maybe possibly look at movies, TV shows, all this other stuff. So here's how the best of five review works. We look at the goods. We look at the can be betters, right? We don't want to be negative. Can be betters. And then we give it a rating. And our rating rubric is as follows. Now, I would have a graphic for you. However, I wrote this down on a text file. So that's all I got. <laughs> um, in keeping with uh, our fighting game theme here, the scores we're giving these is how long of a set should you play for it, right? Are you going to play first to five, first to three, first to one, first to four? So the ratings go as follows. Don't bother. Absolutely not worth your time and money. Avoid at all costs. Don't even touch it. Playing a first to one is play one match just to say you did and then get rid of it. A first to two, play the full set, experience what the game has to offer or what the media has to offer. Play the first to three is enjoy the long set. You'll have fun, but it won't keep you for a whole lot longer. A first to four is play the extra long set, the weird long set. It's worth your while and will leave you wanting more. However, it's not perfect. And the first to five is the big full set. You need to play this game for the full set. Don't even think twice about it. Buy it, play it, and then play it again. So that's our rubric. We have first to five, obviously, being the better one. And don't bother, obviously, being the first one. The worst one, sorry. Now, without further ado, here is the first episode of the best of five reviews. Ah, Flight. Humankind for eons has tried to harness its power unassisted, but to no avail. Until now. Uh -oh. Rumbleverse, a 40-player melee battle royale, will have you soaring, gliding, and floating until gravity eventually takes over, which then you'll either harness its power or suffer the consequences. Thanks, Newton. Today, we're going to review Rumbleverse. We're going to look at the goods, the can-be-betters, and then give it a rating. 
Here we go. Let's start with the goods. Grapital City and its surroundings feel very, very diverse. From the inner city feel of the offsides to the more bougie Grappado Central and the suburban Bold Coast and Trophy Heights, Grappado City has very diverse areas and it feels like every final circle is in a different spot on this map. This game allows you to play it however you want. Anyone can be a champion in this game with any combination of stat-enhancing protein shakes and any combination of special moves. Of course, as with all games, some builds make things easier than others, but for those of us who are stubborn enough to stick to one style or build, it's good to know that it's still viable in one way or another. Doing things in this game like punching, chopping, slamming, throwing, taunting, fighting, etc, 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 feels great! Feels amazing even! I'm sure you've seen endless clips of someone getting chokeslammed off of a skyscraper for an absurd amount of damage, or someone ambushing a group of fighters with a meteoric elbow drop off of a huge edifice. That stuff is just plain fun to do. Victory in this game also feel very earned for the most part, and it is due to the melee nature of the game. You have to fight through 40 people, and even if you evade about 35 of them or so, you'll still be forced to battle at least one or two opponents to earn the belt. With everything this game does amazingly well, it does have some inconsistencies that really, really affect the experience of the game. So here are things that could be better. While I talked about how it's possible to win this game with any and all builds, there is one thing that I think needs some attention, and it's the weapons. Weapons are extremely, extremely powerful. So much so that if someone hits you with an unblockable attack and you dodge, the unblockable attack will recover fast enough to then do another unblockable attack while you're still recovering from your dodge. This feels a little out of line with the rest of the game. All aspects of this game have an answer to them. Attacks, you can block. Grabs, you can dodge. With weapons, it feels like there's something missing. It feels like there is no answer to it. And in a game where everything else has a clear answer, weapons having such a checkmate situation if you're unprepared feels off. Of course, minutes after recording the last segment, Grappolo City's referees have announced that they will officially be taking a look at the Charging Star. So thanks, our Galaxy, for keeping an ear to the ground of your community. Way to go. Now, obviously, this game is 40 people in one match of different places, different hardwares, so it feels like having what we have already on its own is nothing short of a miracle from the guys over at Iron Galaxy. However, there are some instances where you'll be unable to punish or react to things because of inconsistent latency. It sucks because there's no clear solution. An interaction with someone with dodgy connection will absolutely ruin your game. Latency also causes such bizarre interactions that'll prevent you from hit confirming due to hit registering after a combo window is over, or you won't be able to react to a tackle or grabs or hits that will land from seemingly miles and miles away. Lastly, the geometry. What I mean by geometry are all the models of the buildings, trees, and all the obstacles around Grappolo City. Some buildings will cause you to fall while climbing for no reason, which is extra frustrating when you're either chasing someone or trying to escape someone. 
Mantles will sometimes not actually get you on top of obstacles, so you just mantle into the air and then fall down to the ground and waste all your stamina, ruining any and all semblance of a game plan. Inconsistencies like these tend to cause frustration because it feels like those things are completely out of our control. Losing because of a mistake or because of a dumb decision feels fun in a weird way, but losing to something that just feels unfair or feels out of control usually tends to take the wind out of the game's sails. With all this said, Rumbleverse feels like a home run. A grand slam? A slamming good time? Everything a fighting game fan wants to see, but in a much larger scale than we've ever seen before. In my opinion, you should play this game in a first to four. It's a great game, but it's got some inconsistencies that will unfortunately ruin the amazing experiences. All in all, if you're someone who likes fighting games, your only option is to download this free game and play the hell out of it. This has been my review of Rumbleverse. If you agree with it or not, that's your own problem. This is my opinion, and you had to sit through it. Sucks to be you. This game can absolutely be improved on, and I can't wait to see what comes next out of the folks over at Iron Galaxy. Thanks for watching. Be sure to hit the, all the likes and the subscribes wherever you are seeing this, and I'll catch you next time. I don't think I've seen anything like that final fight in all my time as your host of the Rumble. There you go. That's the best of five review. It's the first episode, so, you know, don't don't be too mean about it. Um, that was fun to make. I, there's still, like, a lot that needs to be done for it, but that's the direction we're going. Um, and again, if you missed any of that or if you want to watch it again, if you're some kind of masochist, uh, this will be up on YouTube uh, just after the show in about an hour from now. So, cool. Thanks, everybody, for sitting through it. Um, I, that's been in the work for a couple weeks. So, big ups to Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse is a super fun game. Uh, God Sasquatch, dude. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, Rumbleverse is a great game. I've been playing it. It's really frustrating when shit doesn't work right, which is unfortunate. But when it do work right, it's really fun. All right. It's time, ladies and gents. Let's talk about the new stuff. Let's talk about the new stuff. Whoops. Whoa, pow. Tekken 8 had a surprise showing. And, like, kicking off the PlayStation State of Play uh, presentation on tu Wednesday. Sorry. No, Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Uh, catching everybody off guard. Nobody was expecting it, right? The game got teased at Evo. And you know what, man? There was a couple people that were like, oh, it's a remake. Oh, it's, it's, that's CG. Suck it. I was right. It's the game. It's Tekken 8. It's the continuation of Tekken 7. And it's on Unreal 5. That got confirmed via an IGN interview with Harada. So, look at this guy knowing some stuff, huh? Uh, so, out of nowhere, we were treated to, uh, you know, this uh, you know, th this trailer right here. Look at that. Unreal Engine, baby. It's so funny. Nobody was expecting it, so nobody saw the G-Core logo. It was unbelievable. And this is the part where everybody started losing their minds. Oh, 
fight. Now, for those that haven't picked it up, the song that's playing in the background, that's the uh, the hidden character theme from Tekken 3. It's a remixed version of it. And it sounds badass. Dude, look at this. We got the, the Street Fighter, like, muscle burst thing. Now, Harada has come out and said that this is... Uh, taken. This is a build that they're working on, and this is taken from a story mode battle, so fights won't quite be this cinematic. However, ooh, that slowdown is so good. Uh, however, during that interview with IGN, Harada has said that they're trying to implement more slowdown into the game because it's a cool, uh, it's a cool thing that they have. However, they feel like it's kind of looked over. And here's what I can only assume is a Rage Art. Hella anime. And then the chain's breaking. And we got the 8. It's official. Tekken 8, baby. Now, it only says stay tuned, so who knows when's the next time we'll get to see anything for Tekken. However, a lot of people, including myself, were expecting to see this like three, four months from now, right? <laughs> like I thought we were gonna see something at the Game Awards. Uh, instead, we all got shocked. Something interesting. Yo, Animate Sam, thanks for the bits, man. Dude, the chain breaking, yeah, and that's like that's like story stuff. So that if you guys haven't seen it, IGN interviewed Harada about this, and the hilarious part of the interviews like right at the beginning of the forward they said that they were going to ask about the rollback netcode but harada said that they're not there yet so i don't know if that's him avoiding it Ooh. uh pretty scary so here's a couple of things that we got from this trailer there's a lot of information here and there's a lot of good stuff and some things that are unknown because we don't have any like enough information to make uh, assumptions that are leading us to make interesting assumptions that Depending on who you talk to, it might be good or bad. First, Unreal 5. Unreal 5, it looks good. They started working on this game in Unreal 4 and then switched to Unreal 5. According to that same interview from IGN, Harada said they completely started from scratch. They did not use anything from Tekken 7. They didn't use anything from past Tekkens. They just started everything from scratch. So everything is going to feel new. Everything is going to uh, everything is going to be like have a different feel to it, right? Um, now here's the thing: Unreal Four switching over to Unreal Five, from what I've heard, is the easiest switch between engines, right? Like the entire time, or like the one of the entire purposes of Unreal Engine Five that Epic has been working on is making that switch easy, right? So. There's a couple of things that do look a little off, and I think it is because of that switch. You know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's just go take a look, shall we? I was going to, like, originally pull up the YouTube video so we can, like, frame by frame this, but we don't have that kind of time because we have a lot more stuff to go over. But let's go back to that trailer real quick. Let me see if I can pull some stuff off of here. Um, first, let's take a look at the rain effect, right? Uh, let's take a look at the rain effect. So, in Unreal 5... There is a concept that everything reacts to everything else. There's a there's a certain engine in or there's a certain aspect of Unreal 5 where 
everything can react to everything else. So my first initial thought was the raindrops were actual raindrops and they were doing all of the speed ramps, all of the slowdowns to show that, look, the rain is slowing down, right? However, that's not the case. Uh, let's take a look at one of those speed ramps now. Uh, however, all the rain effects do look amazing. Let's see if I can, oh, there we go. So notice the raindrops. The interesting part is these are all layered filters, which is a very Unreal Engine 4 to do, thing to do, right? However, I think because of the power of Unreal 5, they're able to use a lot more filters and a lot more um, layers in the front uh, of, the, of the camera. So I find it super interesting because you can see now all of the, all of the raindrops are streaks. But if you look at the streaks close enough, unfortunately, because of the nature of these because of the nature of the uh, motion blur we can't really see it but all of those raindrops that we saw in the slowdown are there they're just hidden by those streaks and whenever they slow the game down they take those streaks away now that's some badass stuff right there um also super interesting that we see all of the water like flying off of them there's a lot of really really cool detail This is all probably like story mode stuff. Uh, so nothing we can really like glean off of it and except for, you know, an engine cutscene. Also, all of this stuff is in engine. None of this is like pre-rendered or anything, which is awesome, right? Now, here's that slowdown again, right? Wow. Uh, something else worth note. Okay, this is what I wanted to point out specifically. So, again, with the way Unreal 5 works, it... Essentially, trigonometry no longer has a limit in Unreal 5, right? They're able to really, like, get a lot of detail out of a lot of things and make things look as realistic as, po as possible. However, look at the bottom, right by where Kazuya's feet are now. See the rock? See the rock on the bottom? See the rock on the bottom? And it clips. It just disappears and clips through the ground, right? That's an Unreal 4 thing to do. Uh, I believe with Unreal 5, that probably would have stayed there. However... These are just some fine details, uh, and this is also, this is also, what, like a pre-alpha, like probably build number one, so there's probably a lot more to come. Next, something that I want to point out. It's a mix of four and five. Yeah, that's what I think it is. However, again, this is uh, something that I need to remind myself of is all of this is like first build shit. Right? Like, we have, like, this is not, there's a real good chance that the game is not going to look like this. And it's going to look even better when it actually comes out, whenever that is. I just hope it's not early 2023, right? Because then it's going to come out in 2024. Um, as with, you know, the, the Tekken 7 uh, early, early 2017 jokes. Um, but yeah, uh, dude, like all of the wind stuff, th this is definitely like story stuff, but all of the wind looks so fucking cool. Like the fire on the back left, um, how the light reflects off of the hit sparks looks really interesting. And then we get all this shenanigans. Um, this is really fucking cool. Uh, the fact that we're seeing a fighting game that looks this good and is running on Unreal 5 is amazing. Now, something else I wanted to talk about. And something that was pointed out in the PlayStation blog post is look at the background. I, 
I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to say that the background is reactive, right? If you look at the background, there's a ship sinking in the background, right? And there's lightning, there's waves, there's all this other stuff. I'm thinking they took a page out of, uh, I'm thinking they took a page out of the Killer Instinct book, right? You know how in Killer Instinct, whenever you're doing damage, whenever you're comboing, whenever you're doing stuff, shit happens in the background. And it happens more dramatically as you're doing damage. I would love to see something like this in Tekken, right? Could you imagine like you doing like a full combo and like lightning hitting at the right times and all this other stuff or like that ship sinking or like blowing up as you're like doing big damage? That shit is like the 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 cherries on top that we need in fighting games, right? So I cannot wait to see. I, I really hope that they're doing something like that because that would be so fucking cool to see. Ah, now here's the big worry. Here's the big worry. A lot of people have brought this up. And after people have brought this up, it got in my brain. And I don't know. I don't know if it's actually that way or not, but it worries me. Did you guys notice in this trailer that there is not a single sidestep and it just looks like a 2D game? We don't see the back of the arena at all, but every time they do like the the cutscene stuff, every time they do the dynamic camera, it looks like the stage is round as with all or like it looks like the stage is like a full uh, stage instead of just like the 2D area. But that worries me a lot um, because one of the big tenets of Tekken is the fact that it's 3D, right? Like it's sidestepping. That's a huge thing. Um, we see a lot of Korean backdashes. We see all of the other stuff there, but there has not been a single sidestep. Something that does put my mind at ease is once again in that IGN article. Harada talked about how or talked about the challenge of making things accessible without taking big aspects of the game away. He specifically talked about um, the freedom of delaying certain strings, right? How with um, with certain characters, he specifically talked about Paul. Is you can have one hit and then you can delay the second hit as late as at, like to a certain degree, so you can change up the timing, and that kind of freedom is inherent to Tekken. So they didn't want to take that away. I really hope that they're approaching the 3D world in that same way. Um, but yeah, and I don't know if it's uh, one of the cases where like, you know, sidestepping isn't important to the general population as it is to us in the FGC, right? Um, so yeah, that, that's something that's a little bit scary. Uh, I hope it's just unfound fear. We'll see. We'll see. Um, what else did I write down here? Uh, oh, yeah, the dynamic camera. So the dynamic camera is part of the story mode. However, again, I just want to bring this back up. At the IGN interview, Harada did say that they like the slowdown. It's a cool thing, and they're looking for different ways to implement it more into the match. So does this mean that every time we get a counter hit or a low crush or a high crush that it's going to slow down? That'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to get used to. And I think they tried to do that with Guilty Gear, and they did to a specific uh a specific degree right uh Markheis in the chat saying i want tekken to take a risk for tekken 8 and then just uh then just refinement for the past decade yeah no i agree with you as well um and something again that they talked about in that ign interview is that that's why they're starting completely from scratch right it's not just you know improving on the existing formulas they're just making a whole new formula so i think we're gonna get something pretty great and the fact that they're already putting this much work into the graphics and into all the other stuff is a testament to that. And I hope it's not just 
they're not just putting all the budget in the into graphics. One other thing, I keep referring back to that IGN interview. Um, if you go to IGN, it's there at the Harada interview. Uh, Harada also talked about all the game modes that people love, right? So hopefully this means that they're going to have uh, a lot more game modes and a lot of other stuff happening. And yeah, we have been playing Tekken 5 for 20 years, yeah. Hell, we've been playing... Dude, Tekken is almost... Like, it's getting close to, like, seven years old now. So... We've been playing Tekken 7 for a while. Tekken 7 came out in what, like 2015 in arcades? Oh, that's the other thing. This is the first time, the first time in Tekken history that they have announced a game for consoles before they announced it for arcades. In that IGN interview, Harada said that they can't talk about where it's going to be other than the stuff that's already been announced. So, but that's a huge, uh, that's a huge thing, right? Uh, and it kind of sucks, right? In, in a way, it kind of sucks because arcade culture uh, has been so important to the FGC. So, like, seeing kind of like the last remnants of it disappear with the pandemic and with essentially like everything kind of shifting around, um, it's a little bit sad, but it's a little bit encouraging as well, right? They're finally like moving forward with it and making it a unified experience for everybody, not just people who live in Japan or have a round one by their house. Ah. <sighs> I just laughed a lot, or I just spoke a lot, rather. Um, oh, let, here, let's let's go back to the trailer, because there's a couple of things uh, that we also gleaned from it. And this is one of those things, again, where we have seen this stuff before. Let's see. Um, this combo right here. Just two electrics into a corkscrew. So we got corkscrews back, right? Look at this. Big old corkscrews. So, uh, usually with Tekken, you know, they have the bound system or they have the corkscrew system, blah, 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 blah. We got the corkscrews back. So, I believe that's where uh, that's where the game's going. And honestly, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm a fan of the corkscrews and of the combo structure that they have with those. I think it's pretty interesting. And again, it, like, it lets you freely go about go about doing combos and like adjusting to every situation right it gives you a lot of uh flexibility ah now um one other thing i want to talk about and i'll let the trailer run as i'm talking about this uh one thing worries me about both this and street fighter 6 these games are going to be so difficult to stream Right, like once again, going back to Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct is one of the most like stream taxing games out there because of all of the uh, movement and all of the particle effects. And now, games have crazy particle effects. Games games have all of this reactive stuff. It's gonna be difficult, man. Somebody who doesn't have a good PC is going to have a hard time broadcasting this stuff. Uh, that worries me a little bit, but you know. I mean, you guys tell me, did that did that trailer look okay on stream? I hope it did. Uh, I, I can't see it outside of what, like, my preview window here. Um, Street Fighter Six recommended spec is 2070. Yeah. Um, so, hopefully, the... Uh, specifically... Oh, cool. It looked crispy. Nice. So, and here's the thing, too. Uh, the consoles, right? Like, the, the, all this stuff... Oh! Yeah. I, I won't bring that up, but all of this stuff on consoles, Tekken is not a PlayStation exclusive. It will be on Xbox uh, and it will be on Steam. Tekken will be uh, 
in multiple platforms. So I wonder if the console versions of it while streaming are going to cause problems, right? It looks a bit uh, blurry and pixelated here and there. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. It's like, I have a high bit rate. We'll see what these games look like, man. Um, they should include particle effect options. Yeah, well, this, once again, I hate that I'm referring to this IGN interview so much, but there's a lot of good info to gleam from it. Uh, Harada talked about how the consoles have caught up to a PC, right? Not like they haven't caught up, caught up, right? But the fact that consoles are so powerful and they're, they're getting these huge jumps in technology is something worthy of note. So, yeah. Um, but chat, my fellow co-hosts, any final thoughts on the Tekken 8 stuff? I, can't, I really hope they show something off at Tokyo Game Show, but I think the next time we're going to hear about it is going to be at the Game Awards. Um, but yeah, and this IGN interview that I keep talking about is at Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, uh, me and Sane, I'm with you, man. I just want to see more. I just want to see more of this, man. This looks so cool. Uh, and I really hope those backgrounds are... I really hope those backgrounds are reactive, man. Ah, oh, that would be so fucking cool. Uh, Xbox specifically is treating a lot of new console installments as basically just an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that there's like two versions, right? There's the Xbox Series S, which isn't as powerful as the X. <laughs> uh, you know, lead, leads to... You know, I'm, I'm super interested to see how they handle that. Oh, my God. It's A53. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Street Fighter Six. There's so much. This is going to be a long-ass episode. I apologize, everybody. All right. Let's get to Street Fighter Six. Look, today, earlier today, um, if you were not here on the stream, you're a loser and you missed out. Uh, I managed to show up right before the Capcom presentation started. So I got to see everything and i got to experience everything dude yeah capcom just kind of let loose dude and the, it's so crazy there's so much information out about street fighter 6 and there's a full presentation tomorrow this was just like the capcom's like presentation there's there's a full full like street fighter 6 focused presentation tomorrow i don't even know what they're gonna talk about <laughs> like what time is the presentation i think it's at 8 a.m pacific Right, I think that's correct. All right, let's stop talking about it. Let's just look at some stuff, shall we? Uh, first, you know, we had the. It, it's unfortunate that we knew Street Fighter Six stuff is coming because I could not register any information about any other game. I was just looking for Street Fighter Six, but uh, right off the bat, we retreated with this. It's the city in Jersey, Hoboken. Safety first, bud. So immediately off the back, it's Ken. Hoboken, Hoboken. You my new recruit? Yeah, gotta say, you're photogenic. And then we got the the big character creation reveal. Call me Luke. We're just coach. I don't think I'll ever call Luke coach though. Look at Hagger Stadium, the Masters Estate. Dude, all of these, all of this stuff looks so cool. And then you can go to Drip and Style to get yourself some drip. <laughs> right? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Just get like a random person spinning bird kick across rooftops. Dude, the instant battle stuff looks so cool. You got more than 1v1s. This single player world tour mode is shaping up to be so fun. 
I don't even know what the hell that is. Then we got Final Fight. You know? Level up. Then you get the train with Chun-Li. It's so interesting to see, like, a lot of modern concepts being applied to fighting games. Oh, who that? Oh, it's Blanca. And then Dalsim holding up an elephant with two fingers. Lord Honda, blessed by the gods themselves. Dude, everybody looks so crazy in the best way possible. We got the Dalsum has his old school crouching fierce again. Ha uh, Blanca has an air grab. Honda looks like Street Fighter V Honda for the most part. They gave Blanca an air roll. They gave Dalsum an air fireball. What the hell, dude? They gave Blanca a fucking mini Faust. Seriously, what the hell? This is uh, Ken's uh, Super Art 3 from Third Strike. Dalsum with a freaking... All right, hold, hold on. I'm going to stop right there because that, that's too much. That's too much. Dalsum confirming full screen into a drive rush. And then doing an EX move. Now, keep in mind... Keep in mind, this is something that's really worth noting. A drive rush off of a normal is three pips off of your drive meter. An EX move is two. So Dalsum doesn't have any more drive meter. He has one thing left, if that, right? So this is expensive to do. But it looks cool as hell, right? And it looks annoying as hell. Here's Honda. A lot of confirms into what I assume are level ones. He needs that. <laughs> and then the bull. I even forgot about this part. Look at that. We got Mega Man robots. We got Tesla coils. We have Tekken Ball. And then the Battle Hub. Dude, there's so much stuff in this game. It's basically like two giant games put into one. It's like they got PlayStation Home here, right? Everybody's made that joke at this point. The PlayStation Home uh, of Street Fighter. I just think it's so interesting that, you know, arcade culture might be dying, but Street Fighter V is bringing the arcade culture to the digital world, whether we like it or not. And you get to DJ a little bit. You get to play some classic games. You get to watch a tournament. It's literally like going to an arcade. It's so interesting. And then we got like Luffy. Luffy Dalsum over here. We have Blanca freaking out. Sit down and shut up. Like, this is wild. And then we got Scrap Heap. So, the big thing to take away from this, the big thing to take away from this is... content street fighter 5 had none excuse me street fighter 5 had none and the fact that all of street fighter 5 and more fits into just one aspect of this game in the fighting grounds is something that i think is very impressive on top of that you get a full ass rpg you get a full ass rpg where you can create your character again applying modern game concepts into a fighting game which is very dated at this point let's be real here Fighting games are a very dated concept, so the fact that they're applying modern fighting game concepts like creating a character, an open-world RPG, right? Uh, 
is super duper interesting, and I am here for it. It reminds me of, you guys ever play, I think it was Mortal Kombat Dead, no, Mortal Kombat Deception, right, where they had the conquest mode, where you played as Shujinko, and you would walk around, and you would train with every uh, fighter, and you would learn some of their moves, like, that's what this is, except this mode is a little bit different. It You're not choosing what moves you have, you're choosing fighting styles, so you fight with Ryu, or you train with Ryu, and then you fight like Ryu. You train with Chun-Li, you fight like Chun-Li. You train with Blanca, you fight like Blanca, right? Uh, so it's not like the, the a la carte pick em type of stuff. It's They make, basically just turn your character into one of, the, one of the big fighters, which is super interesting. And then you get like, you know, you get Dawson teleport. You get the Chun-Li spinning leg kicks like to unlock stuff in the world. It's, I can't wait to see this stuff, right? I'm not big into, uh, like, I'm not big into the, uh, the Street Fighter story. I wasn't at all interested, but after watching all this stuff, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, cue ball. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So that's World Tour. Fighting Grounds, we got a lot of information. If you guys have gone to the website, they have a ton of information on Fighting Grounds. Um, and and as you, as you would figure, uh, for those of you that remember, uh, Capcom thinks of us as press. So we got access to some press screenshots. Uh, first of all, I really want to talk about this. Uh, so here we go. We got like full, like 4K screenshots. Uh, look at this. This is the extreme battle mode with the bull. Something worthy of note. Take a look up top. Take a look up top. Take a look up top. This mode extreme battle you can basically change everything the way this works is by knockdowns so in this mode whoever gets knocked down five times first loses and you got a bowl running back and forth right <laughs> next is tekken ball this deals damage however once again look at the health bar look at the health bar it's not Two bars going down, it's legit a pendulum. Or not a pendulum, but like a, a balance, right? So, this is a very interesting... Like, I can't wait to see more of this stuff, right? And then, finally, we have this mode, which... Again, look at the, look at the life bars, right? This mode, what I think it is... Now, this is pure speculation upon what I've seen. I think what this is, is they... They choose a move, and then you have to hit your opponent with it, right? So, for example, this says Drive Impact, and you see Jamie hitting Luke with a Drive Impact, and you look at the top right, you see Jamie has more points than Luke. We also saw at the very end where it said Taunt, and we saw Luke taunting and then Jamie losing. So, I think this is literally like a Simon Says type of fighting, <laughs> which is going to be so damn cool. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. This shit looks so cool. Also, let's go, let's go through some of this other stuff here. Uh, look at this Blanca screenshot. Ooh, ah. Ooh, uh, hitting him up. Dude, like, Blanca looks so crazy. And he's a tour guide now. Blanca's a tour guide. Let's take a look at Dalsum. Why does Yoga Flame reach that far? Who the hell made this decision? Why does Yoga Flame reach so damn far, dude? This is going to be such a pain. Dude, this looks cool as hell, though. He also doesn't have skulls anymore. Notice, he has the rings that used to be around his wrists. 
let's see, do we have any more Dalsum screenshots? No, that's it for Dalsum. Uh, let's take a look at some Honda. Ooh, dude, the hundred hand slap looks so cool, right? This stuff looks so crazy. This, I think, is his critical art. There's a ring of fire. Like, he's in a sumo ring of fire beating the shit out of Guile. This is crazy. And then last but not least, here's, again, particle effects. Gonna be tough to stream this game. Gonna be tough to broadcast it. Gonna be tough to record it, right? Uh, particle effects city. And then we got the, the Ken, the Ken windup. He's going in for it. Man, this is crazy. This is crazy. On top of this, <laughs> on top of that, we got a lot of information about the Battle Hub. So the Battle Hub, essentially, PlayStation Home. <laughs> it's the PlayStation Home version of Street Fighter VI, where you can take the character that you made for World Tour, and essentially, you go to an arcade. Battle Hub is an arcade. You can go to the floor, you can sit down in a cabinet, uh, and you can play people. Uh, something worthy of note, and this is both impressive and slightly worrying, each Battle Hub lobby holds 100 people. That's a shit ton of people. However, I hope it's not a situation like Guilty Gear Strive where you're stuck playing only those 100 people, right? I hope there's like a more general matchmaking when you sit down at a cab that lets you play a lot of other people. Region locked? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Especially if their netcode's good. Uh, let us play everybody, man. Uh, but yeah, so that's something that was slightly interesting is it's 100 people. And my sincere hope is that it's not, uh, we're not tied to just playing those 100 people. Uh, but rather we get like a more spread out matchmaking. How that works? I have no idea. Now, let's take a look at some of this Battle Hub screenshots, right? The Battle Hub Arcade Cab, you can play... There's, sorry, the Battle Hub arcade cabs. There's a section for extreme battle. There's a section for Battle Hub matches, right? And Battle Hub matches are essentially the fighting ground, ranked or unranked. Uh, here's some screenshots. Look at Ryu. He, he's, he's, he's challenging the Battle Hub match, right? Man, look at this stage. What's hilarious is... In the background, do you guys see the background? It looks like the old like Street Fighter Six logo that was like a like a royalty free logo that they bought. That kind of looks like that, that old logo. <laughs> uh, still in there. It's gonna be a meme forever. But dude, this looks so cool, right? It's like a it's like a mix between like a Tekken and King of Fighters stage and like the. The, like, what's it, like, the Ring of Destiny or whatever? Man. Uh, here's, the, here's the retro section. The retro section essentially allows you to play retro games. So if you're tired of playing Street Fighter Six, you can just go play all these other games. I, I combed through a shit ton of these screenshots. And here are the games that I've seen so far. I saw Mega Man, Final Fight, which is right here in front of us. We see Sun Sun all the way on the left there. We have Volgus right behind the uh, the Final Fight cabinet, which is a shoot 'em up from I think '84. Uh, we have Captain Commando on the right. All the way in the back, we have Legendary Wings, which is another shoot 'em up that's very very old. Uh, we also have 
Street Fighter or Super Street Fighter 2, right? Which is absolutely wild. Uh, did I get screenshots of the thing I want to talk about? I didn't. Uh, something that we did see in the trailer or in the presentation, rather, is when you... Magic Sword was another... Oh, yeah, Magic Sword, I think, is what's back there, but they also have Legendary Wings as well. Sorry. Thank you for keeping me straight on that one there, cue ball. Uh, now, here's something interesting. For In the presentation, they showed you going into a cabinet, and there's a timer. There's a timer. I unfortunately didn't get a screenshot of this, but there's a timer showing when you go up to these arcade cabs. Now, this could be one of two things. First... Man, my hair is going crazy because I'm so excited. First, it looks like, unfortunately, we're not able to play with people online. We're not able to play Super Street Fighter or Final Fight with other people in the uh, Battle Hub. Or, right, it's called Battle Hub? Yeah, we're not able to play with, pe uh, with other people in the Battle Hub. Because on the website, the specific wording they use is compete for the high score, right? So I think th these are going to be one player experiences kind of sucks, but also like, damn, the fact that we have all of these emulations in Street Fighter six is already huge, right? So what those timers mean, what that timer means, it could be one of two things. First, it could be leaderboard resets, right? Because you're competing for the high score. They're probably going to reset the high score like once a month or something, or what some people are speculating, and I would love for this to be true, and I think they could do it. It's a game rotation. So they'll be rotating games, much like in an arcade. They'll be rotating games in and out. So one week, you're going to be able to play Captain Commando. Another week, you're probably going to be able to play, what, like, Pocket Fighter. Uh, it also showed the PlayStation 1 Saturn port of Super Street Fighter uh, Turbo 2. Oh, dang. Dude, could you imagine VSAV over there? It sucks that you can't play against other people, right? It looks like these are single-player experiences. But could you imagine if there was, like, a VSAV week and that shit was just packed and everybody was just playing VSAV instead of Street Fighter Six? Dude, that'd be so crazy. But the fact that they just have this in here is unbelievable in it, uh, on its own. So big ups to Capcom for, like, jam-packing this full of stuff for us to do, right? Let's keep going. We have more screenshots. <laughs> There's a DJ booth. So if you want to DJ, you can like just mess around with music. You can go mess around with music. Uh, what else we got here? Oh yeah, uh, there is a photo photo booth area, right? So if if you like, you go take pictures of your of yourself in the photo booth area. And here is the hub goods shop. So this is the big. This is the big. Uh, what I believe is going to be the big uh, the big like microtransaction section, right? In World Tour mode, all of the stuff that you get changes your stats. So I believe that's going to be in World Tour currency only. They showed a screenshot of this. I unfortunately don't have it. In the store, there's two types of currency. There's a ticket with a D on it, which I assume is the in-game currency because like that's the higher price. There's also an, an F, like a coin with an F. Is it probably fight money, right? Is it Zenny? I don't know if it's Zenny. It was something with a D. I didn't, I didn't get to see it. But yeah, there's something else with an F, which I could be fight money. Can, it, can fight money transfer from Street Fighter V to Street Fighter VI? Probably not. Let's not even put, like, let's not even get our hopes up for that. Let's be real. F bips and bucks. <laughs> F bips and bucks. 
But yeah, so those are the three big sections of Street Fighter VI. is the Battle Hub, the Fighting Ground, and the World Tour mode. This is great. The World Tour mode is essentially going to teach people how to play the game. So they can go then into the Battle Hub or the Fighting Grounds to play. And this is what they were talking about, how like playing online against people is going to be the big endgame. And the fact that they're using a term like endgame... Right, like end game content after like an MMO or after an RPG. Like they're really playing towards like a modern style of game or implementing modern gaming tropes into fighting games, which is unbelievable. If that wasn't enough information, we got even more. We got even more. Check this out. Now I've seen uh, I've seen this guy before. I haven't like really kept up with the Japanese esports scene, but apparently he's a big esports personality outside of the fighting game community as well. So it's super cool that they're adding like people that are outside of the FGC. Stop. You guys recognize this? Throwback pose. Anyway, let's keep going. Now, this is the interesting one. It's Lord Demon Kaka. Now, I did some research because I did not know who this was, but the commentary is hilarious and it's amazing. Demon Kaka is a singer from the 80s who does sumo commentary. And in, in the Demon Kaka bio, it said he's been watching sumo for 300 years. So we're in for, we're in for a treat with this, with this person. So we even get a sumo commentator in Street Fighter VI. You get an actual demon as a commentator. This is sick. <laughs> Look, more commentators, great. Right, and the fact that they're implementing, uh, much like Gotta Be Legend is saying, like, this is what they needed, right? Oh, totally legit 300-year claim. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> Look, man, somebody can stick around for 300 years if they like sumo enough, right? This demon guy, he's got it. He's a demon. They're a demon. Uh... But what Gotta Be Legend is saying is this is exactly what the Street Fighter V needed, or Street Fighter franchise, I'm so used to saying Street Fighter V, Street Fighter franchise needed, and it's so refreshing. Absolutely, right? Like, implementing, like, big sumo commentary. Like, could you imagine? It's basically like if they got, like, Lord Lord Umbasa rest their soul, but could you imagine, like, John Madden <laughs> commentating Street Fighter VI? That'd be so crazy. Or like Dave Crofty from Formula One commentating Street Fighter Six. That would be awesome. It would be hilarious. I honestly, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> Capcom, do it up. <laughs> if you thought that was all, it's not. There's even more. After all of this, there's still another trailer. We got treated to this. You know what this reminds me of straight up? This just reminds me of uh, Jet Set Radio. 
dude, like a dance crew. Like, this is crazy. Ocean back. And then all of a sudden, things get a little weird, right? There's a list of names. October 7th. Wait a minute. Could it be? Could it be? The big announcement. Closed beta test in three weeks. It's in three weeks. It's not even a month. It's three weeks. Look at this. And this, I think, is the biggest announcement outside of everything because it confirms so much first crossplay between playstation 5 xbox and steam right that's already insane and everything that we saw in the battle hub is what we get to experience in this closed beta test we get the ranked match casual match battle hub match open tournaments, extreme battles, the big game center with all of the classic games, and training mode. I don't think we've ever gotten... No, yeah, we did get training mode, Street Fighter V, never mind. Isn't uh, isn't the, P the game on PS4 too? The game is on PlayStation 4. However, it is not on the list for the closed beta test. However, on the big Capcom ID website, they did say that PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 were going to be uh, cross-play compatible, so I really hope that's the case. At least that's what the wording made it seem like. But man, yeah, like the entire battle hub is going to be open, so those of us lucky enough to get in are going to get to experience this. Now, they did say that it is limited entry, and immediately the website, Capcom's website, crashed. Like immediately after this, like nobody could get in. You couldn't make a Capcom ID. Capcom ID is their big thing, right? That's keeping the crossplay alive here. So for those of us that didn't know about it, you had to make a Capcom ID. Impossible to make a Capcom ID earlier today. Uh, and then after you made your Capcom ID, you can then register for the beta. The good news, the good news is uh, Nakayama-san, or not Nakayama-san, I'm sorry, the Street Fighter Six or the Street Fighter Twitter confirmed that the signups are not first come, first serve. The beta signups are going to be based on a lottery system. Everybody get your lucky horseshoes out. Get your four leaf clovers because you're going to have to get lucky here. And on top of that, uh, they are going to announce they're, or they're going to start sending out information to those who got into the test on October 5th, which is just two days before the test. Now, this is going to be on what I believe is a Thursday, right? It starts on a Thursday. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The 7th is a Friday. Uh, so it's going to be uh, the 7th through the 10th. So it's going to be the entire weekend. I cannot believe it's three weeks away. I cannot believe it's three weeks away. That's unbelievable, right? Holy crap. And if that wasn't enough... There's still more. There's a presentation focused on Street Fighter 6 where they're going to divulge details that they weren't able to put on this presentation tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. Central, 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. There's still more. What in the world is happening? Dude, I hate to say it, man. But it seems like ever since this new crew took over Street Fighter, they've been doing it right. They've been doing it right. When's Thok? Dude, bringing Thok back would be cool. Something. Oh, actually, this is a uh, pinch grip. Thank you for reminding me. 
Something that I think is, depending on who you are, is either fortunate or unfortunate. I think it's kind of unfortunate, but all of the designs we've seen so far have kind of stuck with the big leak that we got earlier, right? Back in June. So I, I think that's kind of terrible, right? That it all got leaked. And unfortunately, like there's not a lot to get surprised about. But, you know, at the end of the day, this even with knowing what like what things are going to look like, they still look amazing, right? So that's like the big thing. <laughs> Olsen saying in the chat, everything's going too well. Reveal the broken rollback. Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? All of this amazing stuff and the netcode sucks ass and we can't play it online. Oh, dude, that would be the most heartbreaking shit ever. Oh, my God, dude. Don't even will that into the world. Everybody just put that out of your mind now. Don't even bring that into the earth. Oh, <laughs> dude. I'm already pissed. and <laughs> It's not even happening. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let me see. Did I miss anything? Uh, we got the world tour with all the character creation. We got all the new characters. We got the fighting ground modes. We got the cross play. We got extreme battle. New, no rootkit this time. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Uh, we got the beta announcement. I think we got everything, man. Yeah. Tomorrow, early in the morning, <laughs> we're going to get more. Ugh. But honestly, here's the thing, right? I got to give it up to both Tekken and the Street Fighter for announcing this stuff before our show. Yes, we had to move our show to the end of the week, but now they're announcing stuff before our show, so we get to talk about it, right? Because actually, even if we were still on Tuesday, we would have been able to talk about Tekken 8, I think. Okay. We got a couple other things on quick hits here, and then we're going to end the show because holy crap, it's, all, like, it's almost been an hour and a half. I thought these shows were going to be an hour long with just me here. It's almost an hour and a half at this point. What the hell? Um, full disclosure, my plan was to, uh, I was invited to sidecast Thursday Night Football, and I, my plan was to do it before and after the show. However, there's too much damn information. We can't do sidecasting of Thursday Night Football today. Maybe we'll do it in the near future. Something else, before I even get to quick hits, here's something else. And chat, this is important. So type one if you're listening. Let me see you type one if you're listening. Everybody type one right now. I need to make sure you're listening because this is very important. It's very important. One person is listening. All right, everybody's typing one. Good. We got into the alpha for a Twitch feature called Guest Star. What does this mean? With this feature, I'm able to... Go to you in the chat and bring you directly into this screen right here. So in the future, I'm still getting it set up and I'm still getting some of the details worked out. In the future, if you got opinions in the chat, you're going to be able to come on the show and we're going to be able to have a discussion. All right. So be sure to get ready. Install Google Chrome. It only works on Google Chrome. Get your cameras, get your microphones. Because I need some help. All right? I told you guys you're going to be co-hosts, so you're going you're gonna to be hopping on. Don't get us banned. Yeah, dude, anybody that comes on, you're more than welcome to Pizza Bet. Speaking of Pizza Bets, almost all of the Pizza Bets are uh, paid out. The only people that are missing are 
uh, Ebon- uh, Ebonic Plague, and Makoto Fox. Those are the only two pizza bets that have not been paid out from Evo. Brush your hair. Oh, look, you can look however you want, right? I don't care. Like, look at me, dude. My hair is all sorts of fucked up, right? So, so yeah, that's going to be coming down the pipeline, and we're working on ways to make sure that stuff works. So, I, t- I told you guys, you're going to be my co-hosts, so I'm going to start bringing you guys in here. I-, I can't be the only one here. My voice is tired. I'm still recovering from COVIDs, the COVIDs, right? Ah, all right. Let's get down the quick hits, and then let's get out of here. It's almost, it's almost 930. And ni- for those of you that missed it, we did a review of Rumbleverse, right? You see it right here? We did a big review of Rumbleverse. If you missed it, it's going live on YouTube at 930. So please go watch it. Give it a thumbs up and all that stuff. And for those of you that missed it at the top of the show, if we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube and 50 subscribers here on Twitch before November, I'll have enough money to book a trip for us to cover Evo Japan at Japan, right? So help us out. Help us monetize this content so we can bring you more content. Now, enough of all this bullshit. Sorry for just spouting off shenanigans. Let's talk about the quick hits. Xbox had a presence at Tokyo Game Show. It was very weird. Right, like seeing Phil Spencer go, Mini-san. What, uh, what was it? It was Irashai Mini-san. Or whatever he said, right? Like, it's like the very, like, Americanized Japan, Japanese. It was very bizarre. But we got some pretty big announcements. And some things that I don't think we were expecting, right? First, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is not only coming to Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One. It's going to be on the Xbox Game Pass and the PC Game Pass. For those of you that don't know, the Game Pass is the subscription service for the uh, for Xbox games that has been quite literally a game changing thing for gaming in general. Right? You pay twenty bucks. And you can play almost every game on the Xbox uh, library, including old games and new games, right? Like every Bethesda game is on there. They have a bunch of Yakuza games. Now they have Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle and Guilty Gear Strive. And both of them are coming in spring 2023, which is super duper interesting. You know what else is coming in spring of 2023? So... We got, uh, we got announced earlier this week that, unfortunately, the folks over at Arc System Works need a little bit more time working on the cross-play beta. So they've pushed it back from the end of, uh, from mid-September to the beginning of October. So the open beta for uh, Guilty Gear Strive cross-play is going to be towards the beginning of October. However, however, we got some information. The, uh, the beta is going to be completely free for everyone. So if you don't own the game, you're going to be able to play it during this beta. So you can go download it for free, try it out, and if you like it, you can buy it. So if you have not played Guilty Gear Strive, you're going to get the chance to try it for absolutely free for a weekend. Or however long they do the beta for, right? So that's pretty cool. I can't wait to see what comes of that. But yeah, uh, big crossplay. Can't wait. Can't wait. Next... Speaking of Guilty Gear, earlier this week there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of drama in the Plus R world. For those of you that missed it, J Riot, who is a Plus R player who has been doing incredibly well, got accused of cheating. Right? They said he's doing things too consistently. He's doing OSs too consistently. He's too good. He's got to be running scripts. 
the unbelievable part is there seemed like there was a lot of evidence, right? Like people wrote out like entire twit longers about it with a lot of things, a lot of data. And wouldn't you know it, the the terms for uh, Jay Riot to keep playing was that he had to record himself and the hand cam, hand cam playing. And it turns out he's just that good. <laughs> It turns out this guy is that good at the game that people thought he was cheating and like came forward with like a bunch of allegations and sure enough, he showed him what for. <laughs> it was crazy. The really funny part is when when they first said, hey, we need footage of you playing with hand cam footage, he was mistaken and he just showed himself in uh, training mode doing stuff without the hand cam. He missed out on the hand cam. When people were like, hey, you need the hand cam. He showed him the hand cam and he's playing on uh, on a pad and he's doing like all these crazy almost just frame things in a in a consistency that seems unheard of. Yeah. Imagine being so good. You're accused of cheating. Like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I really hope here's the here's the big thing here is I really hope he gets an apology from the people that accused him of it. Right. Like because at the end of the day, it's like that's a that's a real that's a. That's a reality in online games, right? Is like people can be running scripts. Hell, I don't know if you guys remember, Tekken was having a pretty big problem with it online where people had like auto blockers on, right? Like where there were scripts running that anytime, like you could just hold forward. And if somebody tried to hit you with it, it would automatically block or it would automatically low parry lows and all this other stuff, right? So that is a reality. So they accuse this guy of doing it and he's just that damn good. <laughs> last but not least it, oh my god it's 9.33 we're late uh, last but not least PlayStation Fight Nights for those of you that remember announced a couple more games to their lineup now on the PlayStation Tournament's Fight Nights they're adding DNF Duel Dragon Ball Fighters and KOF 15 on top of Street Fighter 5 so you can go register now on PlayStation 4. Unfortunately, not PlayStation 5. Suck it. But yeah, PlayStation tournaments, man. Still, still holding it down. Still giving people a place to play some video games. All right. <coughs> Chat. It's 9.34. The video of our Rumbleverse review is already up on the YouTube. Anything else before I sign off? My fellow co-hosts, anybody else got anything? I'll give you guys a second. Uh, I'll give you guys a second to, to add anything if you haven't. Um, but yeah, I'm super curious uh, to hear what you guys think about the review, man. That that took some work. That took some work. And it's been a hell of a week. Another one in the bag. All right. Look, that seems like then we're, it's time. Dude, this show has been great. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with more, and we're going to talk about all of the other Street Fighter Six stuff and hopefully some Tekken 8 stuff as well. Thanks for joining, everybody. Don't forget to tune in. Yeah, tomorrow morning, Street Fighter Six news. Be there or be square. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>